Welcome to the Dearly Discarded Podcast, where we tell the true stories of the vaccine injured that many don't want to hear. These are real people sharing real experiences, uncensored and unsanitized. Listen and learn with us as we tell the stories that have yet to be heard by those who've been discarded. No preaching, no propaganda, and no judgments, just the truth. here with Donna and Dana Schaefer, mother and daughter, and we're going to uh, let them tell their story. So uh, let me go ahead and ask you just right out of the gate, um, what what is your story with uh, vaccine injury? Well, she had her uh, first shot June 16th, and within a week, she started, she had a seizure, and uh, had a headache of about within a couple more days had a headache of about 10 8 it'd go from about 8 to 10 um, she was flown out helicopter um, we were at the hospital for about three days and 24 hours we came home and within those 24 hours she was started having seizures again and was flown out um, and you, you live in a small town. Yes. Yeah. And so we were flown down to UC Davis that time. But they did a cat, they had done a CAT scan the first flight. Second flight, they did a uh, running EEG. Um, said her seizures were non epileptic and said she had a conversion disorder, that it was stress and anxiety. That was never. Her. she was never had stress or I mean she just she wasn't that way um, and uh, we they basically told us that uh, just make sure there's nothing you can really do they said it's a medical mystery um, unfortunately we've run all the tests um, and just had us had us go home and uh, we were staying with some friends in that area. Um, it was a week of the 4th of July, and we had planned on being there. And so a few days later, um, we were sitting there watching a Hallmark movie. I mean, you can't get more relaxing. And she uh, started having another seizure. And um, about 15, 20 minutes into it, we, I mean, you're, they just, want you to sit there and watch your child do this. Right. Um, so we went ahead and decided to call the 911 and the fire department came and they said, uh, they were asked how long she'd be doing it. And I said, I think 20 minutes. And they were, the one was upset. He says, why'd you wait so long? And we said, they told us um, they're non-epileptic because there's nothing we can do that we're just supposed to just watch her. And they went ahead and took us to the ER and um, we were only there for just a little bit. They gave her a shot, stopped the seizures, um, sent us home, and uh, or sent us back to where we were staying. And uh, we ended up going home after the fourth. She went on July first. She had um, that was that last seizure she had had for um, 
all week and on July 8th. We didn't correlate it with the vaccine because it's supposed to be safe, effective. I was just going to ask. My husband had asked at the hospital, had told them at the hospital, she just had her the first time she was flown. She, he told the ER that um, doctor that she had just had her uh, COVID vaccine five days prior, and he just said uh, everybody blames everything on the shot. And that, that was, was his response. That was the the doctor's response. Yes, and there's no record of us saying that she had her shot or nothing in the papers. Mm-hmm. But um, we came home and. Um, um, so that last one was the first, and on July 8th, she got her second Pfizer shot, and within two days, she started having seizures again. And uh, it's, so you start kind of thinking, you know, there's something here. Um, and then after that second shot, she started, she began having uh I mean, just multiple stuff. She, her headaches bad. She's got the ear ringing, blurriness. I mean, she's gone from having tics, looked like she has Tourette's, um, Bell's palsy, like her face would literally, I have a picture where her face is like down Mm -hmm. an inch on one side. Um, She's been wheelchair bound. Um, And all anybody, the ER doctors at our home uh, town, we have flying doctors in there where uh, everybody's at a loss of what to do. Um, yeah, they don't know what to do. And so she basically, they keep looking at that diagnosis of FND and... Uh, for, for those listening, FND? Oh, functional neurological disorder. It's um, caused from stress, anxiety, um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, she has allergies to, can't drink orange juice, can't use her face mask that she normally would. Her face would just turn red. I mean, it's and, how and this is None of those issues head. were no, happening before. The only thing she had prior was she had uh, asthma. Okay. And she had uh, bumped her head. Um, about, I believe it was three days prior to her shot. To the first one? Yes. Okay. She had a, she did not, uh, she didn't pass out, she didn't get sick, um, you know, she didn't throw up, no dizziness. Mm-hmm. They, she had a slight headache and uh, they ruled that out at the ER, um, completely ruled it out. So when they said uh, that, she had stress and anxiety. I was. I just kept going. No, this has got to be from hitting her head. And I mean, that's all I could think. And it was after that second shot when all of a sudden everything just tripled and just quadrupled. And and so at that point, you were yeah. certain that that was the cause. Oh, yeah. yeah. We we had somebody. I had somebody tell us. Um, well, I told you that Delane uh, had posted on her story that she was in the hospital saying like the COVID shot had messed her up and I was like, well, what's going on? And she was like, well, it's like a seizure, but like they were saying it's probably just like a panic attack. 
Oh, and that sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's a friend of yours, or? Yeah, it's a man that goes to school. Oh, interesting. Okay. So then, once you had determined for yourselves anyway that the vaccine was the culprit, uh, what did you do with that information, and, and, and how was that? Well, we were just... Um, reacted to by the doctors. So it was kind of a... Always, I started, you know, I was looking on the internet, I was looking on Facebook, I was trying to find something to, I was trying to figure out what was going on. Sure. And um, I, I had somebody talk to me, a, a local friend said, you know, seizures are a side effect of the vaccine. And I told her, I said, I thought I had seen some once. But I said, I can't find it. Right. So I was punching on, I was looking on Facebook and looking on the internet, and I'd punch in uh, seizures from vaccine, and all you would get was the algorithm mm -hmm. on uh, the safety and uh, info and all this. Yeah, go to the CDC's website for and more so information. I finally, I just, I just punched in just flats, just seizures on Facebook. I just put in just seizures. Okay. And Maddie came up. And I started reading this, and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is my daughter. I mean, it was like, oh yeah, it was That's like- uh, Maddie to Gary? Your face just went white, yes. And I, I looked at um, her mom's profile, uh -huh. because I'm going, okay, is this person fake? Because I was all, oh, these are, anti you know, people are, every time I'd hear something, I thought I was, Anti-vaxxers. You know, <laughs> and so I look up, and Steph was a real person, and I looked up the person that shared it, and I started, uh, and I messaged, and I think I had messaged Bree, and I said, hey, my daughter's having this problem, and this, and this, and this, and I said, I messaged this gal, Steph, and she said, oh, she said, she'll, you know, she's really nice, and, and uh, I just started yeah, I started getting a hold of people and started finding this whole new world of people that are and reading stuff that was exactly what we were going through. And that's Brianne Dressen that you yes. yeah, approached. So then the question I always have and I'm always curious about is when that world kind of opened up to you, what did that do? How did you feel when you saw that this isn't as rare as maybe you think or as mysterious as maybe you think? Yeah, we talked to our uh, we talked to our doctor, and uh -huh. we have a small hospital. Yeah, and our we talked to our F and P, and uh, everybody was seeming to kind of stick with the the specialists. Um, I think she real I think she believed us, but and we would come across people that you could tell from the conversations they. Um, and I mean medical people. Um, we were very supported by our community. Good. Um, but as far as medical people, you'd have conversations with them that sounded like they knew what they know what's going on, but they will not say it. Well, they have to carry around a camera with them at each appointment and stuff. Yeah. And. W what are your thoughts about that? I mean, that nobody wants to admit it or talk about it. What? How does that impact you? Well, kind of makes you feel uh, hopeless, you know? I mean, it just, yeah, or helpless, you know? It just, 
you how are you supposed to get help if you can't find somebody that's actually going to believe you right um yeah it was uh it was bad i mean we'd go to our uh our nurse practitioner sent us to uh we went to two different neurologists yeah it was a joke she like tapped my knees and looked at my eyes and she was like you're fine yeah, that, that was all. That was, was like it. A she was in. She drive. was in a wheelchair, and this is oh, this is reflexes. at this is at UCSF. Yeah, not the, USCF, not the, like not the little hospital called. anymore. Yeah, this yeah. was at a the good big, hospital. The big time. And yeah. um, Donna was in a wheelchair at the time. Now, um, why were you in the wheelchair? Could you not well, walk, like, or was so it like, painful to walk? Or? I could lift up my leg and it would stay there. Oh, I couldn't okay. move it. And you could like try pushing it down and it would like stay wherever you pushed it. Wow. And then like other times I would be completely limp to where like I couldn't move them. If I lifted it up, they would just like fall down. Okay, so just no strength in them or, or really just ability to get them to yeah. do what you want them to do. Yeah. Okay. How long were you in that state before you could start walking three around? Three weeks maybe? to a month. Yeah, she would go from her symptoms would like morph she would she had um so she was having she had multiple things like you know muscle joint pains mm -hmm. blurriness you know, multiple things but what we called like these like heavy duty symptoms she was she was having seizures her seizures stopped or her her seizures well, slowed down into kind of. like ticks like Tourette's okay and the seizures stopped and, and then, then had, like yeah, a seizure, and then, her, and then it turned the ticks into the paralysis. Yeah. So then her her she had a popping so tick every shifted. day. Yeah. For I think it was like six weeks, and then wow. all of a sudden, she was paralyzed, and that was that was hard to see. You know, I'd be okay. We we her dad and I we, we could be oh, we kind of get with the norm of something, and then she would change to something else, and it would just. It would devastate you. Yeah, because now you have a, a whole new hurdle to try and jump. So, the, Donna, how how have you felt going through this? As, as what types of emotions have you experienced? I mean, like obviously it sucks, but I'd rather it happen to me than somebody else. That's that's a really really kind kind way to look at it. Um, what? How do you feel right now? You're you're you walked in here without assistance, which is wonderful. Um, you've come down from uh, several hours away to be here in Los Angeles uh, for the defeat the mandates rally. Um, where? Well, I guess here's this is the the real question. What is it that you want people to hear? Um, they've heard your story to some degree now. What, what do people need to understand about this? That it's actually real, that stuff can happen. That, that this isn't like a, that it can happen to them and people they know. Are you concerned about other people uh, getting boosted and, and, and continuing with these vaccines? Yeah. So is what would you say is your motivation to come down here right now to Los Angeles for this rally? <laughs> Probably like... My kindergartners and my first graders. 
which are now like second and third graders because I did like a teacher's aid and I'm scared they're gonna have to go through this I can I can relate to that part um, so much concern with especially with kids and uh, walking into these things with these potential uh, injuries on the other side it's it's a horrifying thought <clears throat> so there are a lot of people listening right now that um, might think that COVID is kind of over right things have loosened up there's not so many mandates and masks and you're not hearing as much about vaccines right now um, partly maybe because there's this war over in the Ukraine and things have shifted a little bit uh, Dr. Fauci isn't on the air 23 hours out of 24 um, but we're here in LA because there are mandates still in place across this country right for a variety of different types of workers um, uh, especially in the medical field and here in California they want a mandate that children five and up have to have a vaccine um, period with no exceptions uh, and so I think it's important if you're listening right now to recognize that this fight for our freedom our freedom to put in our bodies what we choose to put in our bodies is real and we can't let up and if your heart's being touched by this story Donna's story um, please share this and get the word out to as many people as you can because one thing that was a struggle for you I know Dana is that when you're trying to find information on how to help your daughter it's censored everywhere yeah right yeah. I mean it's just blocked like crazy so then you have to get tricky and put just seizures instead of seizures with vaccines right to try and find mm -hmm. something that, that can help you and that is not okay that is not what America is uh, freedom of information freedom to speak freedom to have your voice heard that's what we're about here in America or at least that's what I thought we were about here in America um, and and it matters because in your case it well in every case really because now I think you're about the seventh or eighth person I've interviewed for this show at this point and the story unfortunately is all too familiar you know I want help I don't even know how to get it I don't know how to find it nobody wants to talk about it or admit to it all right so as we wrap this up what I'd like to ask really is just what would you like those listening to hear and, and what do you believe needs to be done um, for people like Donna and and also for the people who haven't um, that, that don't have the awareness that we now have I think our medical needs to also not be censored I mean because they they're I think so many of them are afraid to say anything they're afraid of getting in trouble I mean yeah you can't you can't find help so I mean yeah everybody just needs to be honest I couldn't agree more with that be honest and be open and 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 let your voice be heard if you have concerns about this and if you've seen these types of things, if you've experienced these types of things, please let your voice be heard. The more people, real people, telling their stories that we can get out there, the more awareness happens and the more people start to think a little deeper about this uh, situation and these vaccines, for sure. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we let you go? Hey, I know it's not easy to talk about this. I can only imagine. I appreciate you both very, very much. And if there's anything that we can do for you, let us know. Okay. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Dearly Discarded Podcast. We encourage you to help break through the silence and share this episode with your friends and family. It's time for these stories to not only be told, but to be heard. For more information, head to react19.org and dearlydiscardedpod.com. The Dearly Discarded Podcast is produced by Jared St. Clair and Michaela Hyde with support from React 19. We'll be back next week with another true story from one who lives it. Until then, join us on Team Humanity. Keep an open mind, seek the truth, and share these stories. Most of all, open your mouth. Silence won't change anything. React 19 needs your support. We're a grassroots nonprofit created by the COVID vaccine injured for the COVID vaccine injured. React 19 provides physical support through scientific research and physician referrals, financial support to those most in need for uncovered medical expenses, and emotional support by growing a community that's focused on compassionate advocacy, hope, fellowship, and improving lives. We can only do these things with your support. Your donation is tax deductible and any amount is greatly appreciated. You can also sign up for automatic monthly donations. The vaccine injured have been marginalized, censored, and discarded, but they have not been broken. Help them rise to the challenge today. Visit react19.org for more information or simply text the word REACT to 50155 and donate via text.